was gonna say, can you hear children screaming outside my window? But <laughs> uh, all we have to do is just keep talking, and then we won't hear it. Exactly. <laughs> just keep talking, and you won't hear the, the sounds of children screaming. <laughs> That's funk radio in a nutshell. Oh my god. That's the speaking beginning, of, by the way. We're keeping that. Speaking of children screaming, uh, you watch Stranger Things, right? Yes. Have you finished season three? Yes, but I, I don't know if our listeners have. I was going to say I haven't. I am. On, I just finished episode six. Ah. So I have two more to go. Spoilers. Mm. Um, it's a very good show, and our listeners should definitely watch it if they have Netflix. Probably one of the best shows on Netflix. <laughs> Stop um, listening to Funk Radio right now and go and, watch and go a, <laughs> a show with very high production value. Yes, we have for high those, production value. For yeah, uh, for those of you who did not take that last advice, hello and welcome to Funk Radio. This, this is, is your host, host Kyle, and that's your host Kyle. Sorry, and I'm, and I'm Peter. Uh, hello, guess what, listeners. This what? is our 250th episode. Yay! I really wish is... I had like one of those kazoos right now. So yeah, that's a pretty big milestone, if I say so yep. myself. Um, we've been at this show for almost seven years. Oh, wow. Uh, so we've that's been doing this time. longer than we've been in, we were in college. By a long shot, yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. We were in college for six years. We weren't. <laughs> um, it felt like six years. But yeah, yeah, no, we, I mean, I don't know how many of our listeners know the origin story, but the, our sh- the, the, the genesis of this idea actually started in college. Um, I think we've talked about that on some previous episodes. I know we did one episode a long time ago where we kind of talked about the origins, mm-hmm. the origin story of Kyle I think Peter. that was I think that was 125. If I go to getyourfunk.com, listeners. Ironically, that was halfway between here and our first episode. Oh, that wasn't it was at 150 maybe. It was 150. Oh. How long ago was 150? Does it April 24th, 2016. So, nice. a little over 3 years ago. It took <laughs> it took 3 years to do another 100 episodes. I don't know if that's good or bad in podcasting terms. Um, I think we shouldn't. Well, if, if there's any theme of this entire episode, it's that we should not compare ourselves to other podcasts. Yes, Ironically, that's true. basically what the episode is about. Um, <laughs> we we, uh, we decided that really for all the music and audio topics that we've covered over the years, uh, the one that we've never seriously talked about is podcasting. It's true. Um, so the th- the thing that we've never seriously done is podcasting. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so yeah, I I think some of our questions going into this topic were, how did they really start getting popular? What were like some of the first ones? What have been the most popular ones in the history of the medium? But also, uh, I think one reason that we wanted to talk about this was also kind of like podcasts are like at their peak of popularity right now. Mm-hmm. which is funny considering that I feel like they kind of died out for a while. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Now they're really popular. So we've, we've got collected a lot of uh, history and tidbits of kind of like the timeline of where it started up to now. So if your listeners are interested in hearing that, great. If not, 
Well, there are lots of other podcasts out there to listen to. Yeah, true. Um, so I guess first and foremost, we should probably define what a podcast is. For those of you that don't know what you're listening to right now, <laughs> uh, a podcast is an episodic series of digital audio or sometimes video files that a user can download and listen to. The funny thing is that the word podcast, um, I thought it was just a generic term like MP3 or vlogger or something, um, but it actually is tied specifically to the iPod, uh, the Apple iPod. It's a portmanteau, which is a fancy word for when you take two words and kind of smash them together to make another word. I can't think of another example right now, actually. Um, ShamWow. Perfect. ShamWow. A podcast is like a ShamWow. In that well, the guy I think our, who, our podcast is like a ShamWow. Our podcast is like a ShamWow, as in the guy who hosts it uh, got arrested for beating up a hooker. <laughs> Not true. We, well, that, it, that th- is true about that the ShamWow guy. Right? But I, that I, is true I, about the ShamWow guy, but not us. Um, he got arrested. I don't know if he was arrested for assaulting her or just hiring her. I don't know, but hookers were involved. This, this history of podcasting is going so well so far. It's amazing. So, um, <laughs> so I, I guess I kind of knew that it was... Um, like I vaguely knew that it was it kind of had its roots in the uh, the iPod mm-hmm. um back in the beginning but I've never really known specifically like did Apple like invent that whole thing and I think they did yeah more um, or less they it, did. it was uh, basically a, a feature for the iPod yeah the word podcast actually came from a British um technology journalist named Ben Hammersley he suggested the word as, like I said, it's a portmanteau of the word iPod and broadcast. Podcast, at this point in time, isn't specifically tied to Apple anymore, but at one point it was. Obviously back in, you know, 2004 when the iPod was really the only game in town. This was, And now it's not really a game in town at all. Touche. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was, this was before the iPhone even. So, back in 2004, the idea of podcasting was actually developed by a former MTV uh, video jockey or VJ uh, named Adam Curry and a software developer named Dave Winner? Weiner? Curry wrote a program called iPodder which enabled him to automatically download uh, internet radio broadcasts to his iPod. Over time, other developers ended up improving on this idea and thus the idea of podcasting was kind of born. It's a it's it's an interesting concept though because like before this you had, I mean at, at that point you had downloadable music as we still mm-hmm. do, we had radio as we still do, but mm-hmm. the idea of like downloading a radio show and listening to it and like that was completely new. So yeah, it was, it was yeah. an interesting concept. Yeah, exactly. Um, Funny enough, uh, when Apple first developed the the ability to download pod- podcasts through iTunes, Steve Jobs, or the late Steve Jobs, referred to it as uh, TiVo for radio, 
which is an incredibly dated um, terminology, (laughs) but it kind of sums up how it works. You know, before TiVo, you had to watch uh, whatever was being broadcast at the time. But with TiVo, it allowed you to download shows and movies. um, Kind of been thought about TiVo in a long time. (laughs) I know, right? After they aired, and you could watch them whenever you wanted. Similarly, podcasts were... um, Basically on-demand radio, more or less. Thank you. Yeah, I'm beating around the bush. Um, Exactly, on-demand radio. Thank you. Much better term than fucking TiVo. (laughs) I remember as a kid, I used to think TiVo was so cool and I wanted one so bad, but now, like, every cable provider has the same thing. So in 2004, that's when podcasting was first developed. Um, It was incorporated into iTunes through Apple, and you could download them to your iPod. This was all before the uh, iPhone actually came out. Um, and so because of that, outside of, you know, people that owned iPods, which there were a lot of people, podcasts never, you know, were still kind of a niche thing. Like not everyone was listening to them. It was mostly through your Apple device or through iTunes. There wasn't a lot of other uh, ways to consume uh, podcasts. But then in 2008, um, Apple announced the iPhone 3G, which was their second iteration of their of their iPhone. Basically, this was the first time that it allowed listeners or allowed people who owned the iPhone to download audio files on the go over, say, um, what do you? Oh, call because three G because network. they had three G. I see. Exactly. Before that, if you had an iPod, the only way to download podcasts and put them on it was to physically plug it in. Um. Which, even even back then, you know, was a little bit of a hassle for some people to keep up with, um, you know, their favorite podcast episodes because they constantly had to physically download them and put them on their device, just like a song. Hmm. But, exactly, uh, after the 3G, because of, of 3G, whatever, 3G wireless, uh, people could download these files on the go. So, within the... A few years after that technology came out, uh, the number of people who actually listens, listened to podcasts shot from about 9% of Americans to about 15%. Um, hmm. Still, obviously, not nearly as big as, it, as it's gotten in its prime, but that's a lot more people. Yeah, and I noticed that, because I, I was, um, I guess, searching elsewhere about like how what percentage of it is today, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously 2008 was a long time ago. Yes. Um, if we say that, like, pre-2008, it was around 9% or so. Mm-hmm. As of last year, one figure I found um, says that 26% of the U.S. listens to podcasts monthly. Wow. Or that's 17% really... uh, weekly. So That's really impressive. I mean, that's a, that's a quarter of people in the U.S. listening to podcasts on a regular basis, which is kind mm-hmm. of insane. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so it's come a long way, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Like like Peter was saying, you know, that number has only gone up. But a lot of the reason for that is the is not only the ease of developing podcasts, but the continual of uh, evolving of technology that allows people to consume mm. podcasts much easier. And so, yeah, once people were able to basically download them wirelessly to their phones, um, podcasts explode started exploding, and. You know, everyone from technology geeks to different to comedians started publishing their own podcast. I think another sort of historical milestone for podcasts came in 2014 uh, when a podcast still feels called, like a long time ago. I know. 
uh, God, I'm old. Uh, when a podcast called Serial um, came out, and it kind of that's S C R I A L. Uh, yeah, not sorry, not not like cereal. the food cereal, like a serial killer, I guess. And it kind of changed the game as far as what a podcast could be. Up until that point, podcasts were kind of what we do. They were individual episodes where people talked about topics, but no one episode necessarily connected to another, um, unless it was, say, you know, a multi-episode interview or multi-episode mm-hmm. topic. But it wasn't it wasn't strung out like a uh, like a TV show or something would be with you know a multi-episode plot um Mm -hmm. going through and this this uh podcast serial which i'm sorry to say i've never actually listened to basically introduced this idea of an episodic crime sort of true crime format that drew listeners into subscribing because similar to like say like an hbo series or a really good tv show it continued the story over multiple episodes so it made listeners want to tune in and because of that popularity it was actually the fastest podcast i think even to now it was the fastest podcast to reach five million streams Hmm. that podcast i i I do remember at the time around 2014 i did hear people talking about it it was kind of like a pop culture phenomenon it was something people were talking about and i'm like wait podcasts why are, I didn't realize. I mean, we were we were doing folk radio at that point in 2014, yeah. but um, I still didn't really see podcast as like this sort of pop culture phenomenon yet. Yeah, well, in those like early teen year twenty teens, I I w- is where I kind of feel like we saw the dip. At least that's exactly. where I thought it was. Yeah, in the popularity of them, but and maybe that is true until the structure started to change a little bit with things mm-hmm. like Serial. I know, right? I guess I should ask you, Peter, have you ever listened to Serial, the podcast? Um, no, I don't even know if I have been aware of it, honestly. Um, I know... I'm really bad at like all the popular podcasts. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it did spawn a lot of other sort of like true crime podcasts, and there's like a whole like genre of podcasts that are just basically crime-based People in America are obsessed with crime. I don't know, or crimes, or serial killers, or whatever. Um, well, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. And if the rumors are true that we beat up a hooker, then I guess we are kind of a crime <laughs> podcast. <laughs> true. That's that's really find a out, joke that we should not be continuing. But find out next a, week. Oh jeez! If, if I did it, the truth is revealed. If I did it, the OJ story. Um. Speaking of OJ, um, apparently the juice is on the loose on, I think it was Twitter or Instagram. He has, like, social media now and everyone's scared. Does he have a podcast? Probably. Juice cast. <laughs> juice cast. <laughs> Terrible. Um, hmm. I forgot what I was <laughs> well, that about. derailed quickly. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I see a note here that you put that around the same time that Serial is becoming popular... Uh, more technology was advancing in the uh, auto industry. Oh, yeah, yeah, in- yeah, Integrating more ways to listen to stuff more easily um, in your vehicles. So, like, when you're on your commutes and stuff. Exactly. Uh, that um, was starting to become more commonplace. Exactly. Um, yeah, as as cars started becoming a bit smarter and having apps or whatnot, or even just the ability to, you know pair your phone to your car and have it come through the speakers or whatever um 
more people started listening to podcasts on their commutes uh, in lieu of listening to normal radio or satellite radio. And that just helped proliferate the number of listeners because, you know, commuting really is kind of one of the perfect places, I guess, to listen to podcasts because you're, you know, you're, you can focus on what you're listening to while driving. It makes commutes less boring, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that, that technology kind of helped. It's just another way for people to, you know, consume podcasts and made it, made them all the more popular. For me personally, I don't know if I'd really consider it a podcast, but uh, stupid libtard Kyle uh, has found himself listening to NPR a lot on the way to work. And it's, hmm. it's kind of a podcast. And in, in fact, one of their shows they do, Planet Money, I know is a podcast. I wish I lived on Planet Money. <laughs> Instead, I live in Planet Debt. But yeah, um, so even I listen to podcasts myself on my commute in lieu of music a lot now. Even in general, I've gone through periods where I listen to podcasts quite a bit, and then for for the most part, though, I I wouldn't say I do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sort of ironic, I guess, since seeing that we've been doing this for so long. Um, True. Yeah, actually, that's something I was just I just remembered I wanted to say about this whole serial serial idea, which mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of funny. It's almost funny that that didn't start sooner in because I mean, podcasts by that point had been around for what ten years. Pretty much. I'm really shocked that it took that long for that kind of episodic storytelling model to come about. Because when you think about like that concept in terms of like radio, for example, like that that idea is almost as old as radio is. True. Where they would have, you know, back in the old, old days before 2004. Um, yeah, like 40s radio shows or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like that was a big thing. And I know even like... Um, like the early days of film, they did a s- similar thing in the theaters. So like that idea is like a hundred years old, but it's just funny that people didn't think to really try to popularize that earlier. And maybe people did, people did do it quite a lot. It just didn't really click until mm-hmm. then. Maybe serial just did it right. True. Um, a little bit more information on serial because I had to look it up because like I said, I've never actually listened to it. Um, it's an investigative journalism podcast hosted by Sarah Koenig, uh, narrating a nonfiction story over multiple episodes, like we were saying. It's basically like a true crime thing, but involved with investigative journalism. Um, there's multiple seasons with different crimes that they go over. Yeah. Um, I guess there was one season they had recently with a accused man named, what's his name, Adnan Syed. Um, okay. and their investigative journalism and around, around the subject actually caused him to basically get a new trial because they declared oh, wow. a mistrial. So that's actually pretty impressive that a podcast has that much power. Hmm. So yay, I guess. That's cool. And I, and I, sh- is it safe to assume that serial is still going? Yeah. Their last season was back in 2018. Okay. So I assume they'll have, probably have new stuff for coming this year. You know, the the weird thing about because I was just saying, like, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts that much. The stupid thing is when I do listen to them, I'm really into them, and they're really interesting. And there's mm-hmm. so many that I've never even heard of that sound super interesting. But I have trouble getting myself to focus on it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. The, 
the what I ended up gravitating towards less than podcasts, and I mean we can talk about it now because it's it's part of our thing, hmm. uh, is actually I guess what you would call vidcasts, which are basically just podcasts, you know, uh, with visual media or visual aids or just them recording themselves mm-hmm. uh, while, while they talk. But I find a lot of those on YouTube, and I'll just sit there for hours and just listen to, you know, w- or watch vidcasts, I guess, hmm. on YouTube, and I find them stupidly fascinating uh, on just whatever subjects YouTube decides to recommend to me. It's not anything specific. So is the idea there that, like, there is an audio podcast version of it, but you can also watch the video version too if you want to. Sometimes, yes. Um, certain famous, I guess we'll call them vloggers or vidcasters like H2H or Joe Rogan. Like you can watch him do his podcast on YouTube and when he when he interviews celebrities and stuff, but you can also listen to it uh, gotcha. on audio if you want. Uh, That's a cool idea, though, because it gives you the option of either I I can watch this exactly when I have the time, or I can listen to it on the road or whatever. So that's cool. exactly. And sometimes, yeah, especially if podcasters are interviewing people, sometimes it's if it's fun to see you know the visual medium of them interviewing the person rather than just you know hearing them talk. Right. Um, so yeah, vidcasts are something that's kind of spawned off of podcast in the era of like YouTube and you know digital streaming and whatnot uh and uh, i i do see myself gravitating more towards those than podcasts it's funny i mean the more i think about it i don't really listen to a lot of stuff just auditorily when i go run i listen to music when i'm in my car and i'm going to work or going somewhere i'll listen to npr or maybe music but i've never really thought about listening to podcasts in either of those places and yet you do consume vidcasts because like when you're at home vid- or whatever. Exactly. With a vidcast, I can just sit there and either on my tablet or phone or computer focus on what I'm hearing or watching. Whereas, like you said, if you're driving or you're running, I guess running might be a better place to do it because you can kind of focus while you're running because it's more mindless. Right. But yeah, while I'm while I'm driving or while I'm running i've never really had the inclination to listen to a podcast because i kind of want something that i can tune out if need be mm-hmm. uh and podcasts you're right are a bit harder to do that because yeah. they're and engaging I, and i think it i think it varies by the person as well um true because i know people who i've for a long time i've known people who listen to the podcast daily on their commute or while they're exercising and it, it like for some people it just works really well true true and that's awesome uh, I, I actually, frankly, I wish I could do that more. I know. Um, I just don't have the brain to allow me to maybe, do that very well. Maybe I'll try doing it on my next run and see how it feels. I don't know. That sounds good. Usually on my run, I listen to like super chill music to keep me relaxed. <laughs> Kyle falls asleep while he's running. <laughs> Narcoleptic. Um, um, before we go any further, Kyle, should we take a uh, a little break? Yes. Hey Kyle. Hey Peter. Do you know what a website is? No. It's a thing on the internet and you can go there and it's fun. Is that where I can find things to do? Yes, you can find things to do there. (laughs) Uh, Getyourfunk.com is a website for funk radio and you can find our, our episodes there. 
and you can listen to them and you can download them and we have a tip jar do you like money kyle i love money well people will give us money there at getyourfunk.com yay <laughs> do you have a favorite episode of funk radio i like the one about butts well at getyourfunk.com you can use the search bar and type in butts and it'll pull up our episode that we did a while back about butts yay and now back to our previously scheduled content this uh this episode has been sponsored by uh hookers squarespace <laughs> that <laughs> one is legit one is illegal Ah, that's one thing I wish I could delve into a little bit more is like a podcast sponsorship. I mean, I guess we're talking about that a little bit here, but it's because it's something we've never really investigated too deeply ourselves. I don't 100% know how it works. I think the models are different depending on like who you get to sponsor. I know some of them like Squarespace is really popular. I hear, I hear Audible a lot as one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's literally like you give people a code or you give people a link and it's somehow tied to your thing so that when people buy that product, it's like, Hey, it links back to people got it from your show and it gives you a little kickback. Yeah. No, that makes Um, sense. That makes sense. And I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones are. Dollar shave club might be one I've heard. Yeah. Oh God. There's there's a handful that are like on every single fucking podcast and it gets annoying. Yeah. Um, the toothbrush that I have, they're, they're like some hipster ass toothbrush. Oh, Uh, I've heard of that. I don't remember what it's uh, called. Yeah, but they, yeah, they're everywhere too. I remember, I remember reading actually because uh, some right wing guy who is like a podcaster or he has a podcast. That company ended up dumping him because he said some like not nice things on his podcast. I'm curious. That's that's actually kind of a good a good jumping off point to talk about a little bit too. Like you know. As podcasts have become more and more ad uh, ad friendly and ad focused, mm-hmm. has that kind of taken away a little bit from the sort of uh, pirate radio style free for all nature that podcasts have long been? As far as like you can literally say whatever you want. There's no restrictions through like say the FCC. There's no broadcast decency regulations. Pretty much anything goes. Well, it's also said, not. It's also not centralized in the way because I know like YouTube has had a lot of issues lately with mm-hmm. its like uh, content regulation policies, and there's been a lot of flack for that, like in both directions. Like they allow too much, they don't allow enough, and it's all algorithms because there's a shitload of, of everything. Yeah, so how it recommends you stuff exactly. But podcasting is not like centralized into any one thing either like you can find a lot of podcasts on many platforms but they're not regulated by those platforms um so you're right that there's, there's not really anything that's controlling the overall beast it's more or less like people finding what works and you know posting it wherever they can exactly um, so will will the the ongoing my brain is dying from using big words, but basically people make, people make more money. Um, does that make bad thing? (laughs) We should just do an entire podcast where we just talk like cavemen. It's basically been last (laughs) couple of years. Um, I, I think that that might come down to like, as you see 
more podcasts that are like uh, produced by companies or brands, you know, like I, I'm, I'm making, I'm, I'm going to pull something out of my ass right now. I'm going to say like, oh, um, the Disney company, mm-hmm. like, let's say that they produce 30 different podcasts for, you know, you know, across all sort of different shits like, you know, ESPN and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm just, you know, speculating. I can definitely see from their internal standpoint, there being a lot of regulation. uh, Yeah. True. But in terms of like an industry thing outwardly, I don't, I I don't like that doesn't exist right now. I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't become a thing later, but you know, you never know. True. Because I mean, the radio is regulated that way, right? Yeah. 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 You can't say certain words or certain things or whatever. Uh, but that's part of because radio falls under the FCC, but because podcasts are consumed through the internet, right. they don't have those same restrictions placed on them. And there's a very low barrier to entry to podcasting. Basically, you just need a crappy microphone and a free program to record yourself, and you can post it pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. But as bigger and bigger podcasters become... You know, they make their revenue through ads, just like, you know, just like people on YouTube make revenue through ads, just like celebrities, you know, have ads, whatever, ad sponsors. Um, It kind of forces people to kind of watch what they say a little bit. And some podcasters end up in hot water because they say culturally, what's the word? Insensitive Uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, oops, I lost all my sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I so, guess, I guess the advertisers or the sponsors have that power as well. To yeah, it's, it's like the advertisers yeah. are the regulators in a way, you know, uh, yeah. which I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, I, I know there's lots of podcasters or whatever, you know, talk people like that crazy Alex Jones guy. He basically got scrubbed off the internet, uh, but at the same time, he's a cuckoo banana head. So it's like, you know, is that a bad thing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, well, how else will things. we know that the frogs are gay, Kyle? <laughs> They're turning the freaking frogs gay. God, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, Joe Rogan actually did like a four-hour interview with him because I Jesus. guess they've they were friends before Alex Jones went crazy, hmm. and. I, I hope you can find it somewhere. There's literally part of the interview where Alex Jones is like, I'm going to be real for a second. Look, here's the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm um, going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> In that... No, no, no. That's going to be a sound bite. <laughs> They're going to put that to mariachi music. <laughs> And uh, it just became like the biggest internet meme because it's like he finally like came to grips with himself. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan here and there, and he has some interesting guests on. He he leans a little bit further right than I generally do personally, but I mean that doesn't mean I don't listen to him and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of famous famous podcasters like him. There's those H2H guys. Um, I can't think of any others right now, actually. Um, I've never heard of H2H. I'm aware of Joe Rogan, but I haven't heard of they They came up on YouTube, but they kind of do like the podcast style format where they, you know, they 
they talk about the subjects of the day. They have guests on that they interview, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, similar style, except it's more than just one person. So yeah, I mean, podcasts, you know, they're, they, again, they can be on any subject, but it seems like they gravitate a lot towards, you know, opinion based subjects like politics or true crime or mm-hmm. things that can get people excited or riled up because, you know, no one wants to listen to a podcast on like antiquing or something, you know, which I'm sure or, there's probably hundreds of probably. Um, I think that is one interesting thing I actually do like about podcasts is that you can find extremely niche things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, hell, that's we, how we started. I was going to um, say, yeah, we, we've broadened a bit since our start, but I mean, we were super niche at the beginning. We've only focused on like funk and soul music. Yeah, during like a specific period of time. Um, When that actually lasted quite a long time. But yeah, I I am glad that we branched out. But um, I I think when I I guess I personally, I'm someone who tends to gravitate toward more niche topics just in general. Um, True. So I think having podcasts that touch on those things is really interesting to me. If, If you choose a broader topic like podcasts about movies or podcasts about comic books like you're gonna find hundreds if not thousands um Mm. of those so i think to really capture my interest personally a podcast has to be really specific and it's not even something that i have like i'm a i'm personally already aware of Mm -hmm. necessarily um actually one good example of that is one that i used to listen to quite a lot which was uh i think it was called make dad read comics if i remember correctly Make dad read comics. So there was this guy, I think he was like in his, I, I might be butchering it. I, I believe this was, this guy was in his thirties and he did this podcast with his dad who was a bit older. Um, the guy was like super like knowledgeable and into comic books, but his dad had absolutely no knowledge of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the show was every week he made his dad read, okay, like, okay, read this issue of X-Men or this or that. And uh-huh then they would talk about it and then just get kind of like the perspectives of one person who knows a whole lot about like the backstory and the history of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then someone who like comes in into it completely without knowing anything. And just, so I think getting those perspective, different perspectives was really interesting. And I don't like, I don't think I've ever read a single comic book and I don't consider myself a fan of that stuff for any particular reason. But that podcast was really interesting just because it was a really unique way to approach that subject. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's what I mean when I say like shows that really find a like unique way to do that. That's interesting. That makes sense. Uh, there was another podcast I, I used to listen to sometimes. I'm, I'm totally going to space on the name of it, but like every week they would take something like super mundane, like, I don't know, uh, like you know, a globe or, you know, like when you buy a globe and whatever you put it on your desk and they would like go super in depth and like, you know, here's how globes are made. Here's the history of globes. And, you know, here's how globes evolved over time. And like it ended up making it way more interesting than it just sounds on the surface. The, that sounding, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but, um, it sounds a little bit like the, how it's made. What was it called? Stuff you should know. Um, Maybe that's by, it. By I think it was by HowStuffWorks.com. Um, that makes sense. But that that used to be be one of my big ones too because they would cover like literally anything, but it would always be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I guess yeah, that's, I a, that's that's it. a case where I liked something that had a really broad. That makes sense because I think topic. you told me about it, and then I started listening to it, and I oh. listened to a couple episodes. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. They had some good I, ones. Yeah. I'm really inconsistent with podcasts, though. I don't like become like a fanatic subscriber. I like to listen to a couple. Mm-hmm. I dive in for like a couple, like a week, and then it's like, okay, that was nice. Uh so yeah, I'm a bad podcaster in that way. I'm not good at subscribing. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Like Peter said, there's there's podcasts on pretty much any subject you could want, especially crime. I mean, just like YouTube or whatever, any topic you're interested in, most likely there's someone else interested in, in it that feels like talking about it and recording themselves. Uh-huh. Just like we were interested in funk music. And look at us now. Yay. Uh, <laughs> something I want to touch on is I, I've seen, I guess as podcasts have gotten more prolific in our culture... Mm-hmm. Um, lately, I have noticed that you, you, I've started to see more instances of like, now this celebrity has a podcast. Now this like brand has a podcast. Oh yeah, and yeah, for sure. I've noticed it's become less of like the homebrew stuff, and it's becoming more corporations slash big name celebrities who yeah. undoubtedly have some kind of financial backing. Um, yeah doing this stuff and i don't think that's enough to like water down everything at least not yet um but i'm curious how that will affect things in the long run i i think it's it's really similar to the trajectory that youtube had and basically you can boil all of it down to is once advertising gets involved and once money can be made from it then it stops becoming a passion project for a lot of people and starts becoming corporatized in the fact that corporations are like, well, we got to get in on this. You know, we got to advertise to people through this medium. Right. Um, so yeah. And from their perspective, it makes sense. If it's an untapped audience, it's easy to get to and make money. And and even for them to be honest, the barrier to entry is super cheap and they can, you know, use it for free advertising. They can make money off of it and it doesn't cost them very much just like anybody else. Right. So So my, my, curiosity in the long run like i'm talking like several years i'm wondering mm-hmm. whether the those podcasts won't necessarily take off in the way that these companies think they will and then they, fi- may, they may find oh it's actually not that lucrative um because you know i don't want to listen to the coca-cola podcast <laughs> yeah i mean you know what i mean a lot of the popular ones that i would that i would call corporate at least are you know centered around popular celebrities so it's like okay if there's a popular celebrity who people care about their opinions then they're going to care to listen to their opinions on a podcast but yeah if it's like a popular celebrity sponsored by coca-cola uh quench your thirst it's the quenchiest then exactly then you know it becomes a little bit more sterile i guess But I'm looking here at like a lot of the top podcasts, and thankfully I don't see a whole lot of corporate stuff. Yeah, so maybe, we'll, we'll see maybe. how that changes in the coming years. Um, it mm-hmm. might, it may, it may be that like the established stuff kind of keeps the top. But I'm, I'm, I've have seen more of that other stuff recently, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering how that's going to change things. True, um, true. I guess as podcasters ourselves, I'm not worried about any of these trends. Like from that perspective, I don't care because like I don't really mm. consider us to be part of that whole 
yeah thing. It's like we're kind of like ants on a shifting uh, continent, if yes. you will. We'll be lucky if a sponsor ever wants to sponsor us. We're, they'll be like, you guys are too raunchy. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of podcasts that are more raunchy than we are. That's um, probably true. So I was curious. I, I, we've already kind of talked about how, like earlier we talked about, oh, you know, now uh, podcasts are more popular than they used to be. Um, I looked at a Google search trend graph, um, uh-huh. just, just out of curiosity to see like if there really was that big dip that we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's kind of true. Um, it's a lot flatter than I was expecting. Cause like you see the spike in around July, 2005 or so really it being like the first big spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause 2004 risk, it starts at nothing cause podcast didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And then more or less between then and around, uh, the same time of year in 2014, which is when you said serial started getting popular mm-hmm. really up to that point, it was fairly flat. There, there is a really big spike in December of 2014. I'm wondering if that was related to serial. Could be. I don't know when serial started. Uh, I don't know. It, says, Early, it seems like earlier that year, at some point in that year is when it became popular. I don't know if that huge spike was because, but it's like noticeable on the entire history of it. Anyway, after that point, you start to see a slow incline into where we are today in 2019, where we're, at, we're actually at the highest interest in that search term ever right now, mm-hmm. uh, which I would not have necessarily guessed. Yeah, I know. That's the weird thing is like, you know, podcasts have been around for, what, 15 years, literally. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like within like the last three or so, they've really jumped in popularity. And I'm kind of, nothing I, nothing on the history of them really pointed too heavily to anything other than, like I said, the uh, the serial podcast kind of, you know, exposing a lot more Americans to podcast and the podcasting format mm-hmm. but outside of that there wasn't anything really describing i guess the you know increasing trend um i know i sent you and i did find a uh, little video by the tech blog the verge oh yeah um that talked a little bit about it but it basically said the same thing we said it it's it it says you know that podcasting has gotten bigger and bigger because of advertising so, you know, once people right. can make money from it, then more people jump on board, which, you know, that honestly, that could just be the only reason for the upward trend is advertisers started slowly jumping on the bandwagon, sponsoring people, make, allowing people to make money and even make a living off doing this. Whereas, you know, between 2004 and 2014, I doubt many podcasters probably <laughs> did this as a full-time job. Right. Well, uh, and just talking about the resurgence in popularity in general, because mm-hmm. we've alluded to this, you know, quite a lot throughout the episode. Um, I did not do an exhaustive search on that in particular, um, but I did look a little bit. And even like recent articles that kind of tackle that whole question about mm-hmm. why it's like at the peak of popularity now, I didn't really find any good answers. Um, people are saying like, basically here's why the answers they were giving were basically like, here's why people like podcasts, which is basically what we've been talking about this entire episode, but -hmm. I haven't seen anything of specifically like, here's the factors that have led up to this resurgence, 
like the technology or the cultural trends or the advertising. I'm not seeing any mm-hmm. of that. Again, I haven't done an, an exhaustive search on that specifically. Um, but I'm willing to bet it's kind of a combination of different things. Mm-hmm. Much of which we've already talked about at this point. Um, so that's something. Really quick side note that um, I thought of as we were talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about serial S E R I A L, which also reminded me that there was actually a, a, a podcast we talked about very briefly um, a long time ago to, to do with breakfast cereals. Well, no, so okay, I had to remember really quick. So a couple years ago, we did um, an episode about the history of jingles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Um, yes, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, the very first jingle that was like used in advertising was by Wheaties. Mm-hmm. the cereal and i think i found the original recording of that song from a Wheaties podcast <laughs> um nice and the idea that that exists is absurd to me um <laughs> but it, it that goes to show that like companies are trying to j- jump on this bandwagon for whatever reason um or maybe it was a general mills podcast in general but regardless it's kind of the same idea so I, I can't really see myself listening to that unless it was like really interesting mm-hmm. and historical. Um, but yeah, so that that's a that's another serial podcast for you listeners. I guess to throw some uh, numbers at you that kind of correlate with what we were talking about with the rise in podcasting, mm-hmm. I did find an article from Wired uh, dated back in 2017. So it's probably only gotten bigger since then. Uh talking about the influence of advertisers and podcasting and it says quote ad revenue is predicted to top 220 million dollars by the end of 2017 up 85 percent from 2016 oh wow so just from 2016 to 2017 ad revenue from podcasting jumped that high and i guarantee it's probably almost closer to a billion now i'd be curious wow um yeah that's probably right at this point this article kind of talks a little bit about what we were saying, too, about, you know, as advertisers get more and more involved in podcasting, it becomes a lot harder for, I guess, independent podcasters like us to even attempt to make money doing this because advertisers care more about the user base, you know, how many people listen to you, how many, you know, uh, downloads do you have, blah, blah, blah. So similar to YouTube, you know, the huge mega players you know in podcasting or youtube are the prime focus of advertisers so it makes people it makes it harder for smaller people to kind of get a get a leg in yeah we should have struck with the iron was hot peter come on we could have been getting (laughs) advertisers back in 2014 well like to be completely honest though i think that's one reason why we haven't really pursued advertising or you know revenue streams or anything like that even like the easy ones like uh, Squarespace or Audible, that kind of stuff, where really, really, you just like sign up online and you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you know people have any real connections with that. Um, I think just because we haven't really had a big focus on gaining like huge listenership at a level that would make sense for advertising. True. I think had had we gone back to the beginning of this show and really done a lot of things differently and really tried to push like marketing ourselves from day one, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I think we, we could be in a different place today, but we very, very well may not be either. Um, and I don't necessarily think that the advertising would make a big difference. I think that's more of, that's more of effective when you actually have that listener base in there. So I don't, I don't think we really lost anything by not doing that. Um, if anything, I kind of like that we don't just because it kind of, it, we, we kind of separate ourselves by not having that typical slight annoyance that you find in other shows. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. But we just beg people for money. On, yeah. on we just website. have an empty PayPal account. Yeah. Moths fly out. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of freeing in a weird way where I agree. It's like, you know, because we're not focused on picking topics that, uh, you know, appeal to a broad audience to, you know, increase our view- listenership, get sponsors, whatever. We can talk about topics that we find interesting, uh, even if no one else does. <laughs> well, you know, and overall, I mean, we've, we've been, like we said, we've been around for a while. And I think we've gone through periods where we have done that, where we kind mm-hmm. of try to pinpoint stuff that like people would find interesting. Or we try to, you know, uh, not to be clickbait, but to kind of find timely top like if there's like a really big thing culturally like hey this album just came out and it's changing the world or this court case just decided this big thing about music like i think we do try to get on that stuff in a timely Mm -hmm. manner um but it's not not in the same way that like youtubers will jump on a bad wagon simply to you know generate revenue Um, yeah exactly at at the end of the day we only do topics because we want to do them which is good i think i like it that way yeah no i agree we've literally had an episode of our show about butts Touché. and that's because and we've had one about chicken so <laughs> that's because we care and we do what we want that's why we have a running google doc that's been up for like five years i think now <laughs> uh where we just crap out topic ideas some of them we do some of them we don't um one one final thing i i guess i'll say um because i don't really have much more to say uh i was just looking at this graph from 2004 to now yeah it's interesting to think that we when we started this show in 2012 mm-hmm. that's like halfway through of this halfway through this timeline mm-hmm. so the the existence of podcasts has doubled in length since we started this show <laughs> That is kind of crazy. If that makes any sense. And I mean, if you count what we were doing at Chapman, we started, I mean, that was, it was an internet broadcast. It was just one you had to listen to at a specific time because of That's the way true. we set it up. But that started in, we, we started that in 2010. Yeah. Speaking of cereal, um, one last tidbit here. Uh, I have been eating a lot of cereal lately because I'm a sad, sad man. And... Um, <laughs> Usually what I'll try to do is I'll get a smaller box of cereal that lasts me about a week or so, and then I'll switch to a new one to, you know, try different cereals out, remember yeah. how they tasted. Yeah. Were you ever a fan of Corn Pops? Uh, they were okay. Okay, because I, I got a box of Corn Pops, and it tasted like the devil's butt. I I, I don't remember if I liked them as a kid or not, but I... I had some gravitational pull towards them because I'm just like, I think I ate these as a kid. I'm going to try them again. And I got to say the quality was lacking to the point that like, I don't even think I finished the box. I think Mm -hmm. I like got like two thirds of the way through and was just like, screw it. 
and then went and got Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> because Cinnamon uh, Toast Crunch. Yeah, I vaguely remember what was it? Corn Pops, the one you talked yeah, about. Yeah, or Pops, whatever. I, yeah, um, yeah. I remember. I remember them being okay, but I've never. I never really was like super into them. Yeah, I, I. I must have thought I was more into them than I was. Spe- oh, I am going to use my platform as a famous podcaster on a very highly listened to radio to yell at. I don't know. I don't remember if it was Post or Kellogg's or whatever, but they got rid of my favorite cereal, Waffle Crisp. Bring back Waffle Crisp. <laughs> uh, Is that the? I'm. I'm. I think I know what the one you're talking about, but I want to look it up really quick. Yeah. It was, oh, it was it, this one. It was delicious, and it tasted like maple syrup, and I want it. And they those were really good. I actually did quite. It was Post, by the way, um, who made Waffle Crisp. Whoa, whoa, what is this crap? In 2013, okay, I'm blaming Post for this. In 2013, Post introduced a lower priced version of the cereal called Waffle Crunch. What's this? Oh. What's this low rent Waffle Crisp shit? Waffle Crunch. I've never seen Waffle Crunch. Um, uh, apparently, Kellogg's has an Eggo cereal, which is like basically a copycat of it. Oh. I don't know if that's still around, but you could try that. It might be okay because yeah, it's uh, a good substitute. According to customer service at Post Foods, Waffle Crisp was discontinued in August of 2018. Oh, so, that was really recent. I'm disturbed. Okay. I guess I don't keep up on the cereal industry. I don't either. I just know that when I got back into cereal, I was like, I want Waffle Crisp, and it didn't exist anymore. I didn't realize how many variations of Lucky Charms there are now. There's Chocolate Lucky Charms. There's Fruity Lucky Charms. There's Lucky Charms with cornflakes, which is just fucking weird. Hmm. Uh, not never a bit. I was never a big cornflakes fan. So yeah, Lucky Charms has expanded into like every flavor imaginable, and yet they killed my Waffle Crisp. So that is the hill I'm going to die on on this episode. It has all led up to this. It has all led up to this. This entire show has led up to this. If this is the last episode we ever make, it's going to end with the death of Waffle Crisp. Yes, exactly. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. with that. That's very funk radio. Very. Okay. So, yeah, listeners, uh, we appreciate you being on this journey with us for 250 episodes in seven years. Uh or if this is your first time listening, welcome. We're sorry. <laughs> Hopefully we'll do another 250 and we can do a 500th episode thing. We'll be like the Simpsons. Um, 500, Jesus. I don't know if we'll be able to get that. I don't, but I don't uh, know. you never know. We never thought we'd get to like 100. So. Touche. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us on our 250th episode. Uh, this has been your host, Kyle. Hashtag bring back Waffle Crisp. And if you are listening to us on either our website, getyourfunk.com, or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash getyourfunk, we appreciate you as a listener and value your input. Yeah, you said the things I was going to say, so that's all good. Sorry. The only thing you said that I wasn't going to say was, this is your host, Kyle, so you, you covered that <laughs> just well. Um, and this is your host, Peter. Thanks again, everybody. Um, we, we we hope to be back with more things soon. Um, but, uh, yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>